What's going on, fam? If you listen to this podcast, then I'm guessing that you take the time to pray at least occasionally. You may talk to him every day. It might even be several times a day, or it may be when you really need something. But if you're listening, for the most part, you're not lost on the fact that prayer or talking to God is an option. But why do we pray? What are we praying about? Who are we praying for? You know, I know that we're praying to pass the exam to get closer to that degree or to get that certification, to get a better job, to earn more money, to get a house, to, to, to. But why? We're praying to finally meet the right one, to settle down, to maybe have kids, to, to. But why? We're praying for. And then insert what you desire, what you need, and then ask yourself, why? Today, we're going to take a look at a fervent prayer that comes from Hannah. And we're going to talk about and ask ourselves that very question. But why? Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, so we're going to take a look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. That's 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. And it says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. And so there are three things we're going to cover really quickly. And the first of those is the request for fruitful impact, the request for fruitful impact. So Hannah makes a request to God in verse 27. It says that she prayed for this child. It's important to know that Hannah couldn't have kids. In fact, earlier in the chapter, we find out that God has closed her womb. And so she's reminded on a daily basis, a regular basis, by her husband's other wife. Uh, That's what I said. Other wife. Because during these times, uh, husbands or men could have more than one wife. So she's in a situation where she's married. Her husband has another wife and this other wife has several children. And so she's constantly reminded of the fact that she was barren. She was constantly reminded that things were not the way she would like them to be. And so she longed for a child, someone to love, uh, someone to show unconditional love. If you know, then you know that there's something special about a mother's love. Not in all cases, but overall, a mother's love is something to be reckoned with. So Hannah takes this request to God. But what's real interesting here is that she wasn't just making a request to get something that she wanted desperately. Uh, She wasn't just asking for something that she wants or desires. I mean, of course, yes, she wanted and desired to have a baby. But more importantly, she wanted desperately to be fruitful and to make an impact. How do I know this? How do I know this? Because she tells God, she says to God, God, if you answer my prayer, 
I'm going to dedicate this baby back to you. So she wanted Samuel, her son. But Hannah wanted the child not for her own enjoyment, not for her own entertainment, but for God's exaltation. She didn't want to keep her son to herself, but rather to produce this child so that this child could serve God. In fact, she wanted this child so that he could be shared with the world. When we go before God. Are we asking him to provide so we simply get what we want or are we asking him to make us fruitful for an impact? Are any of us looking to further our own selfish ambitions or are we looking to have fruitful impact? Hmm. When we seek him for promotions to start a new business for a husband, for a wife, for children and for more cash flow, are we asking because we seek fruitful impact? Those are all great things to ask for, but... Why? And asking for a partner, are we prepared to show the world what real love looks like as a model? Hannah's act was one of fruitful impact because her son Samuel became one of the greatest prophets to ever live. She could have had Samuel at the crib with her and raised him and been happy and all that other stuff. And yet she turned him over so that he would eventually lead the nation for God. That is until God was rejected by God's people. And then he was there to anoint both the both the first and the second kings of Israel. Yeah, he was there for both Saul and David. And then after anointing them, he was there to provide guidance to them, even in the midst of their trifliness. So, family, when we pray, we got to make a request for fruitful impact. But then this leads to our second point, which is the response to the faithful inquiry, the response to the faithful inquiry. Verse 27 says, and the Lord granted what I asked of him. See, when we have the right intentions, when we seek God for the right types of things, then he blesses us. Not because we asked. We're told that if we knock, the door be answered. And, and if we ask, it'll be received. But because we're in his will. Hannah asked for something that was directly in line with God's will. See, it ain't a stretch for God to honor a prayer that's going to honor him. That's a no brainer. If it honors him, well, how do you think he's going to respond to that thing? She asked for a child that she would dedicate to his service. See, God desires people who love him and who are prepared to serve him in any circumstance or situation. There are times when following what God wants us to do is beneficial for us. It's satisfying. It's exactly what we want. It's down our lane. But then there are times when it hurts and it creates heartache. God has a will for each of our lives. And sometimes if I could just be vulnerable for a moment, if I can be completely honest here right now, God's will for my life requires a level of patience and persistence and perseverance and prayer and pain that I didn't ask for. I didn't bargain for it. I didn't sign up for it. And Hannah experienced the same thing. As she went through life being childless for years and being reminded that others have kids. But 
Years ago, I asked that his will be done in my life. I asked that I be fruitful. And I'm pretty sure that many of you have done the same. So I know that God is standing on on heaven's balcony right now, looking down and watching over us. And he's orchestrating every turn and and everything that happens within our lives. He's carefully weaving together our destiny and he's making Romans 828 come alive, reminding us. And we know that all things come together for them who love the Lord to those who are the called according to his purpose. But what is my point, fam? God will respond to a faithful inquiry. God will respond to a faithful request. God's listening and he's working it out. But then that takes me to our third point, which is finally the requirement for fulfilled integrity. The requirement for fulfilled integrity. God fulfills his end of the bargain because he's the epitome of integrity. So Hannah prays and God delivers. There's now a requirement because God is delivered. There's got to be fulfilled. God is the epitome of integrity. He means what he says and he says what he means. Therefore, when we receive the promises, when we receive the blessings and or the miracle, the requirement is that it be used for his purpose, for his kingdom and for his will. When the money comes through, when the business is started, when the election is over and you occupy the coveted seat, When the promotion takes place, when the marital vows are given, when a child is born, when a sickness is healed, when the blessings overflow, when the answer comes. Fam, do not forget the requirement. Do not forget to dedicate whatever it is that you've been praying for to him and to his service. Hannah in verse 28 makes good on a requirement. She takes the child that she's been waiting for, that she's been dreaming of, that she's been longing for. And she takes him to the temple to be raised by Eli, the priest. She turns the blessing back over to God. She visits her son Samuel periodically, but she dedicates her miracle, her answer prayer back to God. The requirement for fulfilled integrity is that we dedicate each and every blessing back to God. So when asked, why do we pray? When asked, but why? Our answer should be because we're requesting fruitful impact. Let's impact this world. Heavenly Father, we come before you now giving you thanks for all things we Pray that as we pray, that we would do so with purpose, that we would always be able to answer that. But why? And that the answer uh, may include that we get benefits. It may include that we're going to be more comfortable. It may include all of that. But most importantly, we're doing it because we're looking to receive something that's going to exalt you, that somehow, some way is going to be used to glorify you that somehow some way that the answer to that prayer is going to serve your purpose i ask right now that as we pray that we would do so diligently that we would walk upright and circumspectly that in the process of our walk that we would fulfill every single will that you have for our life now lord as we come to the conclusion of this prayer We ask that you would forgive us of our sins, 
because as always, we know we've been trifling. We're asking Heavenly Father that you would maximize yourself in and through us so that wherever we go, whoever we come into contact with, whatever we may do, wherever we set our feet, that we would leave an indelible mark because we've had fruitful impact in and through you. All these things we ask in your son, Jesus Christ's name, and all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.